This boisterous billionaire has been in the public eye since as far back as I can remember. He isn't an actor, athlete, or even an artist, yet he still makes the headlines almost always. This very vocal South African entrepreneur and investor is known for ventures such as PayPal, Hyperloop, SpaceX, Starlink, Tesla, and more recently for his unexpected takeover of Twitter. You don't know what you're talking about. We'll elaborate on the one and only Elon Musk on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Welcome to this, another exciting episode of FYI, and today we're going to take a look at a guy that can be quite controversial, but doesn't that make it a little bit more exciting? I think so. And I tried to find just the facts, unbiased, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because people say a lot of things about this guy. Everything from genius to low life. And a low life is, I think what you would say, escoria, a scum, a low life. Well, I'll let you be the judge as always. But remember, we're not just here to learn about Elon Musk, this fascinating character, but we're also here to learn English. If you'd like to follow along, you have access to the PDF documents that go along with each episode if you're in my curious community. Every week you can get an extra episode, plus you can get PDF documents and tons of bonus content. Not to mention weekly group classes with me and even a monthly private class. And if you do the math, it's a deal. Un choyazo. So go to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and find out how you can join my curious community. We're expecting you. And I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students. Marta, Lina, Javier, Paco, Roberto, Jose Maria, and Mila. And don't forget about my interstellar students, the ones who get a private class with me every month, Carmen, Isa, Paco, David, and Edgar. I'm proud of each and every one of you. Keep up the great work. And if you're not in my community yet, what are you waiting for? You'll miss so much in our bonus episode. Every week we look at tons of fun facts and so much more. All the information you need is on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Let's take a look at our intro. I said this boisterous billionaire, and boisterous is somebody who's noisy. They're loud. I guess you could call me boisterous. And you know what? My daughter's following in my footsteps. She's pretty boisterous herself. The only problem is we aren't billionaires like Elon Musk. And just remember, 
Mil millones is one billion in English. We don't agree on our numbers. I said that Elon has been in the public eye since as far back as I can remember. And he's not an actor. Well, we'll find out in the bonus part that he has done some acting work. Many times he just plays himself, but we'll find out that Elon is no stranger to the silver screen. He's not an athlete either. He stays in shape, but he's said several times publicly that if he didn't have to work out, he wouldn't. And he's not really an artist either. Yet he still makes the headlines almost always. And to make the headlines means to be in the papers, to be on the front page. Then I said, this very vocal South African entrepreneur. And if somebody is vocal, it means that they don't hide their opinion. They're not afraid of telling people what they think. Entrepreneur, I believe you know, we even have an episode on entrepreneurship if you haven't listened to it. And then the next word I used was investor. Just be careful. I've had students say to me, Alberto, he's going to invert money. It's to invest. And the noun is investment. So an investor invests in many investments. It's a really good way to practice nouns, verbs, and adjectives. The example I always use is, her boss is very bossy. He's always bossing people around. See, it's not enough to just know the word boss. You need to know it in all its different incarnations, as a verb, as a noun, and as an adjective. And he's known for ventures, and ventures are projects or businesses, such as PayPal, Tu Amigo de Pago, Hyperloop. Those are those high-speed trains that are underground. SpaceX, which is always making the headlines. Starlink, which is his dream of bringing internet to the whole world for free. Tesla, which is also a buzzword these days, and more recently for his unexpected takeover of Twitter. And a takeover is when someone takes control of something. And it's not called Twitter anymore, it's called X. I don't think anybody will ever get used to it. But there's something funny that he did, because I've got to say something about the guy. He's got a sense of humor. And something he did that I found pretty funny was the day he bought Twitter, he marched into the lobby with a sink in his hands. And he said, let that sink in. Now, I don't know if you get the double meaning. Number one is let the sink come in the door. So allow the sink in, which is actually quite absurd. But when you realize that the other meaning is assimilate that. So when you tell somebody, let that sink in, is asimilalo. So this guy thinks he's really punny, but I've got to be honest. I've always been a fan of people with a sense of humor. So that's one point in his favor. I don't like that he took away my blue verification badge on Twitter. And sorry, Elon, I'm not going to pay you. You earn enough money as it is. So today we're going to elaborate on the one and only Elon Musk. And careful with that word. To elaborate is to go in depth. But elaborate as an adjective means very ornamental. It's not plain. So the verb, to elaborate. 
And it's always good to learn the verb with the preposition. So we'll elaborate on that. Why? Because we even say them together. Listen to me. Did I separate listen and to? Wait for me. Did I separate wait and for? So that's a common mistake. A lot of times people learn the verb without the preposition. Learn it with the preposition because most times it will accompany it. It's a little trick of the trade. Because if you'll notice, I didn't say we'll elaborate on. I said we'll elaborate on the one and only. There's another thing that always goes together. So it's not the one and only. It's the one and only. See how we put it together? The one and only. I've always found it interesting how we weave our words together. But it's something I always tell my students to focus on. So let's talk turkey. This actually is a weird one because to talk turkey sounds like to talk nonsense. But to talk turkey is to talk serious. Who is Elon Musk? Is he an innovator? A go-getter? I love this word. A go-getter is somebody who goes after what they want. They don't take no for an answer. Some have even called him the modern-day Henry Ford or Thomas Edison. And people have gone as far as calling him Tony Stark, Iron Man. And remember before I said that he's been in many movies? Well, he was in Iron Man 2. He had a cameo. And the reason he was in Iron Man 2 was because he met with Robert Downey Jr. for the filming of Iron Man 1, and he studied him. As a method actor, Robert Downey Jr. spent time with him, and he got some of his mannerisms. Now, that doesn't mean the character is completely based on Elon Musk, but you could say that the character was loosely based on Elon Musk. So in that debate of, is Elon Musk Iron Man? Well, technically, yeah. He was used as the inspiration by the actor who played him, and very well, by the way. And as a way of saying thanks, they invited him to have a cameo in Iron Man 2. And I know you know that word. You say cameo, we say cameo. Now, the other side of the coin, which I think we need to look at as well, is some people say that he's a loudmouth. Umbocathas, that he's full of hot air. And if you're full of hot air, it means you talk a lot, but you're not really talking about anything. We looked at that word when we talked about circuses. We said somebody like that is a snake oil salesman, or they are full of hot air. And I believe we were talking about P.T. Barnum, the greatest showman. So he's got his detractors as well. Some people say he is too cocky, that he never shuts his mouth, and he's getting in over his head. You can only run so many companies. There are only so many hours in a day, and supposedly he's been known to work 20-hour days. I don't know how healthy that is, especially when you have so many kids. And in the bonus part, we're going to take a look at his family. He's got a lot of kids. Let's just put it this way. He could have a basketball team and have somebody injured. He could bench one of his kids and still be a basketball team. And we'll talk about his love life as well. He's a bit of a player. 
Well, sure, think about it. The guy's a billionaire. The sky's the limit. And unfortunately, there are many people who are driven by money. Those people are called gold diggers. Somebody who wants to be with somebody because of their money is called a gold digger. Well, whatever you think of Elon Musk, we're going to learn more about him today, and you'll be able to form your own opinion. Let's rewind back to where it all started. We're in Pretoria, South Africa. It's June 28, 1971. Little Elon Musk is born. To a South African father and a Canadian mother. And this has worked in his favor because he has several passports. So I guess he's like Austin Powers as well. Always cracking jokes, international man of mystery. So he's South African, but he also applied for a Canadian passport because he moved there when he was 17. Two years later, he moved to the U.S., where he attended the University of Pennsylvania. And in 2002, he got his U.S. citizenship. His parents were very wealthy. His mother was a Canadian model. And his father, Errol, was an electromechanical engineer. He was also a consultant and property developer who was involved in the emerald business. So supposedly, he made his fortunes from emerald mines. And also, he is a former member of the South African Progressive Federal Party. So his father was definitely in the upper crust in South Africa. But Elon never liked to brag about that. In fact, he paid his own way through college, and he lived on a shoestring budget because he didn't want to live off his father's wealth. But no matter how hard he wants to show you the rags-to-riches story, he's a little rich boy, a trust fund kid. So that's where some people say that he's a phony and that a lot of his ideas were even stolen. So if I ask you right now, did he invent Tesla? You might say yes, but not really. If you consider investing in the early days as being an inventor, then yeah. But I'll tell you more about that in the bonus part. So a lot of people say he's a phony. He purchases companies and then he puts himself on a pedestal as the inventor, the creator, the genius, the guru. You say guru, we say guru. Either way, that's a weird word. So he came from money. In fact, his father was filthy rich. But that didn't stop him, but he didn't rest on his laurels. At the tender age of 12, he already showed signs of being a salesman and an engineer. He coded his first game, and he self-taught. Nobody taught him how to code. He learned on his own. And he created a game called Blast Star, and he sold it for around 500 bucks. For all you computer geeks out there, and David, I'm talking to you, I think you'll be able to find it online. The game is called Blast Star. So he was already involved in technology and engineering and being a salesman, an entrepreneur, and he was only 12. In college, he convinced his friend to get a 10-bedroom mansion. They turned it into a nightclub. They would charge a cover at the door, and people could come in and party all night long. And the funny thing is, sometimes his mother was at the door, supposedly. But it looked like he was always trying to make a buck. 
always looking for an opportunity. And as I said, he paid his way through college. But he left college with around $100,000 in student debt. He did several odd jobs to pay his way. Odd jobs are these jobs that you're doing in the meantime. And he even worked at a lumber mill. He was a cleaner at a lumber mill. That's a place where they cut wood. So like everybody, he has had his share of odd jobs. And after getting two degrees, he decided it was time to go to grad school. And what better place than Stanford in California? It's where they all go before they go to Silicon Valley. And he was really excited. He was going to get his Ph.D. in physics. And he lasted a total of two days. You heard right. He lasted two days, and he decided that he was Audi 5000. I'm Audi 5000. I guess the translation would be me pido vampiro. And it comes from I'm out of here. I'm Audi. It sounds like the car. I'm Audi 5000. And he left. He dropped out is the word we would use. And along with his brother, he started an internet business at the age of 24. It was called Zip2. And he sold it, are you ready for this, for a whopping $300 million. 24 years old, and he sells a company for over $300 million. He came a long way since his first sale, the game Blast Star, as I just said, that he sold for 500 bucks. A measly 500 bucks. But it was a sign of things to come. Other feats in Elon Musk's resume were when he merged his company X.com with Confinity. This was in the year 2000. And they merged these two companies together. Well, that company became known as PayPal. And that was in 2001. PayPal was then acquired by eBay for $1.5 billion in 2002. So he went from $5 to $300 million to $1.5 billion. Okay, he didn't get every dime of that, but you catch my drift. Then in 2006, he helped create Solar City. This is a solar energy services company, which, as we all know, this is big business these days. And he founded this company with his cousins. The company is now called Tesla Energy. I'm not going to go through every little thing he's done because he's got things that are in the works right now. His gigafactories, his research with AI. But the guy seems like he's got his hand in everything. My question is, can he handle it all? Sometimes if we try to juggle too many things, we drop all the balls. And we didn't even talk about his family life yet. That must keep him very busy as well. We'll learn more about that in the bonus episode. Again, consider becoming a patron and you'll have access to that and so much more every week. But he's always been fascinated with AI. He co-founded a company called OpenAI in 2015. But he's also really scared of artificial intelligence. He has warned many times of the dangers of AI and how if it's not implemented and carried out correctly, things could go amok. 
And I think you can tell from the context that means things could go really bad. It sounds like a Terminator movie. I'll be back. Also, he co-founded The Boring Company. Now, what's the first thing that popped into your mind when you heard The Boring Company? <sighs> yeah, boring, the opposite of this podcast. But if you think about it, it makes sense. Another way of saying to make a hole is to bore a hole. And The Boring Company is a tunnel construction company. They're the ones who work on his Hyperloop projects, among other things. Did you think he called it the Boring Company because the meetings were really boring? Well, as we'll find out in the bonus episode, he has a lot of strict rules when it comes to meetings. And I think a lot of other companies should implement them. I thought they were very practical rules. But more about that in the bonus episode. And we'll also look at some fun facts. I'll give you one right now. Did you know that Elon Musk is a member of the PayPal Mafia? You don't know what the PayPal Mafia is? Well, neither did I, but it's fascinating. I'll tell you more about the PayPal Mafia as well in the bonus episode. And I'd like to take a look at his net worth. And it's constantly fluctuating because he owns stocks in the companies. So if the stock goes up or down, he could lose or earn millions in a minute. But at the time of this episode, his net worth is 230.9 billion U.S. dollars. Again, that fluctuates due to his shares. In Tesla, he says he doesn't earn a salary. So his earnings depend solely on how those stocks do. Also, he's a guy who has overcome failure. Not everything he has touched has turned to gold. He doesn't have the Midas touch, although it appears that way. Tesla, the car company, was going through a dire time. A dire is a bleak, a difficult, a dark time. And Elon Musk reached out to Google's CEO, Larry Page, and he asked him if he'd be interested in purchasing the company. That was failing. And in 2013, they agreed to a sale price of $6 billion U.S. dollars. Now, the deal fell through and it never came to fruition. But Elon didn't give up on the company. And now, Tesla is one of the biggest car companies in the world. They're giving the old school heavyweights tons of competition. Nissan, Volkswagen. There's a new boss in town. And it's Tesla. And I don't know much about cars, but I know 10 years ago, nobody would have ever thought of a new car company. And now it's the car company. Maybe some of you listening to this right now have a Tesla. But it seems like no matter what, like this guy or hate him, it seems like he's a guy who never quit. He never took no for an answer. And he doesn't show any signs of stopping. We're going to end the episode with some advice straight from the horse's mouth. Nos lo va a contar la fuente, directamente. Let's hear from Elon Musk. I, I don't really like risk for risk's sake or, or anything. It's, and, I, and I do think that um, a lot of things are, are very risky uh, with a low chance of success. But... If you want to try to come up with an innovative breakthrough, um, that's kind of that's going to be how it is. Um, anything which is 
significantly innovative is going to come with a significant risk of failure. Um, and, um, but you know, if you, you've got to take big chances in order for the potential for a big positive outcome. Um, and um, you know, just if, and if, if I mean, if, if the outcome is exciting enough, then then taking a big risk is worthwhile. Newsflash: We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to bring you this breaking news. Attention all show with no namers. As of January 2024, the show with no name live stream will be available exclusively to my patrons. If you'd like to continue to watch the show daily and participate in real time, join us at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And what is Patreon, you may ask? Well, as many of you know, I've been teaching for over 20 years. I've taught all kinds of people, from famous folks to young kids. And with a background in acting, I love communication. I have a radio show that's been on the air for 15 years and a very successful podcast called FYI. I've also written five books and have appeared on numerous TV and radio programs. But the thing I'm most proud of is this curious community on Patreon that we are creating every day together. And I really think you should join us. For as little as three euros a month, you can have access to Show With No Name live stream daily. Every week you can get a bonus episode of FYI. Also, PDFs, so you can follow the podcast. And the moment you sign up, you'll have access to an archive of over a thousand posts. You'll also get early access to all my content. And a new feature, a chat, so you can have direct access to me and your fellow students. And most of all, you'll be a part of a curious community of people just like you. English Explorers. Consider joining us on Patreon for as little as three euros a month, and you'll get access to so many English resources. And I highly recommend you sign up for a yearly membership. This way you make a commitment and you'll also save 10%. And don't take my word for it. Just ask some of my interstellar students. I've already improved my pronunciation and as a consequence, I've gained a lot of confidence in my speaking. Thanks to our weekly review class and our monthly masterclass, where, by the way, to top it off, we have a lot of fun. In a nutshell, if you are willing to better your English much more in a fun way, you won't regret it if you join us. Alberto is a passionate teacher, an excellent communicator, and what I think is key, he's able to put himself in the student's shoes. He's always willing to help. You'll have access to a wide range of topics every week, bonus content, vocabulary seeds, um, review, well, weekly review classes, uh, monthly master classes, and so on. 
I think it's much more than just learning English. So go to Patreon, have a look around and give it a try. It has helped me uh, keep my English in check and uh, just, you know, uh, improve my language skills in, a, in the most fun way because his podcast is really 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 entertaining and fun and uh, so are the classes that we have afterwards to revise and go over the vocabulary and just discuss interesting topics so if you're considering becoming a patreon don't hesitate because um, that's a great way to uh, improve your english we now return you back to your regularly scheduled program I hope you enjoyed this episode, and you'll join us in the bonus episode of this week's F.Y.I.